Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Out in the cold, out in the dark, something's lurking at the edge of the park. People be warned, people beware, there's a storm on the rise and it's covered in hair. Hear him cry, hear him howl, looking for someone to disembowel. Claws like a hook, eyes like coal, feet so big they're gonna crush your soul. They call him Sasquatch. This is Yaoi Central. Welcome back to the show for 2023. Happy New Year. I hope you all had a beautiful festive season with your friends and family and you got the chance to recharge your batteries a little bit and maybe set some intentions for 2023. May it be a better year than 2022. I don't know about for you, 2022 sucked for me. So I'm putting all my positive intentions and energy into creating an amazing, positive, joyful 2023. Now, I have an absolutely amazing Yowie witness sighting to share with you this week. I've been dying to share it with you, but but just before I get into it, I wanted to give a very special shout out to Indy. Now, Indy is one of Yowie Central's special young fans. She's eight years old and her lovely dad, Daniel, let me know recently that they listen to every show when they're driving in the car and that absolutely made my day. So thank you, Daniel, for letting me know and thank you, Indy, for listening and for enjoying the show. I'm sending you a big, warm, fuzzy Yowie hug. Thanks so much for listening. That really means a lot to me. So I've been dying to share this Yowie Witness sighting with you since I interviewed the Witness John last August. But because of the car accident that I had and then the floods and all the other various calamities that happened towards the end of last year, I haven't had the chance to, but this week's the week. This sighting took place in the Wangi National Park in Queensland in 2006. 
it really stood out to me because it contained a few details, but particularly one detail that I hadn't heard ever before in all the witness interviews that I've done, in all the the interviews that I've listened to, never heard this one before. I'm not going to mention it beforehand now because it'll spoil the story. I'll let John tell you the story in his words and then maybe you can let me know what you think. So without further ado, here's John. I actually was heading up from the Sunshine Coast was having just a little bit of a crisis and needed to get away for a couple of days. So just packed a few things into my car, didn't take a tent or anything, and I thought, I'm, I'm just going to take off up the Bruce Highway and find a place just to camp out for a couple of days. Hadn't planned where I was going to go or anything like that. So anyway, there's a place called Howard, um, about two, two and a half hours north of where I am, and I'd while I was around there, I randomly chose just a track off the highway. So that's what I did. And I drove, I drove, I kept dri- driving. I was in state forest, but I didn't know what state forest at that time. Um, the road was all dirt. So, and I remember close, closer to where I had parked my car. And this is important. There was some fencing to a nearby property there somewhere and there was cattle in it. I've got this thing with numbers. So I took notice of when I I got off the highway. I recorded how far I was going into the forest. So I think this fence came up at about 19.6 kilometres, I think it was. Anyway, at about 20 k's into the forest, um, I found another track that went off this this other dirt road slash track and I turned off there, went down there for a bit and found a place to park. I thought, oh, this looks like a good spot. So I thought I'll park here and get out my car and and check out the surroundings if I'm going to be here just for a couple of nights and, you know, just see what's around. So... What happened at that point is I got out of my car and this got my attention straight away, but I didn't think didn't think there was a reason for it. I didn't look for a reason for it. It just got my attention. When I got out of the car, it was just dead quiet, absolutely dead quiet. There was not a sound. So anyway, that got my attention, but I didn't read into why or anything like that. So I thought, all right, I left the the track that I was on and I started to go for a wander um, through the bush there. So I was looking at the ground and I, look, I don't think I'd been out of my car more than five minutes. And I came to this place where I I looked up and I saw this orangey-brown coloured yowie which I I knew what it was at the time, but I I completely froze. It was sitting on a log, just sitting on a log next to some sort of shelter that it had put together. Now, I didn't startle it. I saw this from a distance of roughly about 12 to 15 metres. 
um, he wasn't startled, I was, and I, I ended up just being frozen. So that took me, look at a guess, I couldn't honestly tell you how long I was frozen for. It probably seemed longer at the time than it really was, probably 15, 20 seconds. So when I ended up coming out of that, when that sort of lifted, I still hung around for probably another 30 seconds or so because um, it, it didn't have a mean face or anything like that. It was actually just casually seen to be looking around at the forest and then it would just look over at me um, for a couple of seconds and then just kept looking around at the forest. And I honestly felt, I came away from that day thinking, this thing's either used to seeing humans and the and if it is, well, then the rangers must know about them because surely the rangers would know about them. <laughs> so anyway, while I was, after I'd come out of being frozen, I decided to think I'm not going to stay here. So I hung around for about 30 seconds just where I was. I didn't try to move any closer or anything like that. And I thought, you know what, I'm not going to run. I thought this thing can probably run faster than me and probably knows the terrain better than me. So I started to back up very slowly until I felt that I was at safe distance where I could turn around and go back to my car. So with my back to it. So, and I'm not sure about this next bit, but when I got back to my car, I thought I might've seen it peering at me from behind some foliage, from some nearby foliage, but that I can't be certain of. But I got quite a good look at this thing. And look, a couple of things I want you to know, I only found about, out about tree structures only in the last couple of months. And this, had, this was on a sitting on a log next to its shelter that it had put together. I didn't recognize it as a tree structure because it had a roof on it and that's going to sound funny and this is where the part about the cattle comes in. The shelter itself was made out of um, one broken tree, I remember at one end, can't remember what was at the other end, I know the word, it was made out of branches but over the top was draped part of a cowhide that seemed to look like it, it formed a bit of a roof. Wouldn't have been enough to stop it from getting wet or anything like that from the rain, but it would have been enough just to give it some, would have been enough to give it some um, protection from, from the sun. But this day it was, from what I remember, it wasn't overly hot. It was actually January 2006 this happened, mid-January. Um, and... I think from memory, the day was, it was cloudy. It wasn't over overcast, it would just had a blanket of cloud across the sky, so, but not, not rain threatening. So I've, look, this year, someone, a friend of mine brought up, was talking about Yowies at the start of the year, and he never knew I'd had an encounter. And he began to say something about the ones that were, had the orangey red colour hair and 
that was one reason why I never wanted to talk about it. Like I knew of the American Sasquatch and the Bigfoot over there, but I'd never heard of anything being red in colour. And I thought, well, who's going to believe what I've seen anyway, let alone a reddish browny coloured one? Um, but it turns out they're quite common. And from what I can gather now, there's so much more information out there than what was back then in January of 2006 when I had my encounter. So one thing that also had bugged me is I hadn't, hadn't heard of anyone coming across, you know, animal skins. But then I came across something that said some Sasquatch had been seen carrying animal pelts, something like that. And that was just recently. So look, it must have been an, an eaten out cow's hide, whether it was just hanging there, but it looked like to me it had formed part of the, it was forming part of a roof over the branches and all that. So it wasn't even very high either. I don't think it could have even, it couldn't have even stood up um, under it. Oh, that's the other thing. It wasn't one of the huge ones. I reckon it was only about my size. Wow, how fascinating. That's a really, really interesting story. Mm. I, the the cowhide, I haven't heard that before either, but it doesn't surprise me. It's, it, we use cowhide for for warmth, for floor covering, for, um, you know, native uh, people have used animal skins for shelter forever. So mm. it, yeah. it totally makes sense that it would use a cowhide because you'd also, you also mentioned that there were, there was a paddock of cows not that far away from there. Yes, that's right. Was it, yeah. what colour was the hide? It was black and white. And were the cows that you passed black and white? They were the same colour. Same colour, mm. yep. Yeah. Okay, so same breed of cow. That's really yeah. interesting. Let me just go back over it with you and I'll ask a few more questions about the the being that you saw so we can get all the details out of your yeah, out sure. of your brain. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm just going to fossick around in there, okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah, go for it. Mm. So <laughs> it's Wangi National Park, January 2006. You're in your car yes. on your own and... You've taken it. You've you've come off. You're in 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 the state forest, and you've just gone up a trail, and then got out of your car and gone for a walk. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Yep. Yep. And and everything was dead quiet when you got out of the car, which is an interesting sign uh, that we get reported a lot. Yeah, it was totally just the silence was deafening type of thing. There right. was just no no wildlife. It was just dead. And so you can always hear the birds. Yeah. Not this time. Yeah. Yeah. And so you're walking and you said you were looking down, but then you look up and there right in front of you is a Yowie sitting on a log. I was approaching from his left, his diagonal left. Okay. But I was going straight forward. So if I'd kept going straight, I reckon I would have passed in front of him probably at about a four, four metre distance. But I spotted him on his diagonal left 
yeah, probably it would have been, I reckon, about 12 metres. That's so close. It was. a really close sighting. What it was. What mm. was this what was this being doing? Just sitting there looking at you when you when you noticed? Um, well he'd already seen me. I gathered that mm-hmm. because he wasn't startled. It was it was me who froze up when I saw it. He was just seemed to be looking around the forest. And then he'd look back over at me for a couple seconds and then just kept looking around at the forest. He was sitting on the log and he was leaning forward and I think he almost seemed to have a slight rocking motion back and forward, whether that was a nervous thing or, or I look, I don't know. I don't know. Was, but he certainly didn't seem overly concerned about me. Was he squatting on the log or sitting with his bottom on it and his legs dangling down? Uh, no, he was sitting with his bottom on it and his legs were on the ground. His feet were on the ground. The log was probably only about a foot high. It wasn't a huge log. Okay, so his, his knees kind of jutted out and up from his body? You yeah, know how if, like, if 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 somebody our height sits down on a on a little log, then you you're from your hip to your knees, it's sort of angled up a little bit. Yes, he was like that, and his hands, his arms, um, were out over his knees. Right, kind of. And I think they, yeah, it was like it was almost like a posture that that we would do. Yeah, that's just what I was going to say. Yeah, that sounds like a very human like. Posture. Yes. Interesting. Yes. And and so you said he had orangey coloured hair. Yeah, it was orangey brown hair. Orangey brown, more like an orangutan, or more, um, or, or kind of more brown than that. Uh, I would say it was fairly orange, actually. Fairly orange. More like an orangutangy type of type of colour. But it definitely wasn't an orangutan that I saw. No, no. <laughs> uh, look, I've just interviewed this afternoon before you someone who also saw an orange yaoi um, and he was quite startled by the orange colour. Um, so yeah. very interesting. Okay, so I might just run down from head to toe and see if you can describe in as much detail as you can the being. So let's start with the head. What shape was the head? It was it was round, I suppose. Um, it definitely look. I've heard of the the ones that have got pointed heads and all of that. It definitely was not one of those. It was definitely had a round round shaped head. Did you notice the eyes? Look from memory. I think they were like a yellowy brown can't quite remember now. This is another thing. Um, I don't know how much you know about the Sunshine Coast and Mullaney, but have you heard of Nexus magazine? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because Duncan, he's opened a shop up here uh, about a year ago or so, and he started the Nexus magazine and all that sort of thing. And I've been in, in, in to have a chat with him about it as well. And I said, look, I actually went in there yesterday and I said, you know what? I actually want to seek out someone I can go and have 
some hypnotherapy with and remember all the really finer details of my encounter. Mm, that would be cool. That's, yeah. Like I got such a good look at this thing because um, I was I was so close to it. But there's certain things I, I actually can't remember. Like I can't be 100% of the eye colour. I don't remember what the hands were like now. I do remember the way it was sitting. I remember that it was, you know, thickly covered with hair. Um, the face was exposed. I think it had the ape-like mouth that I can remember, pretty broad nose. But it also, I reckon, resembled some human traits as well there in the face. If you, if you think of that face, which part was a bit more human-like? I reckon maybe around the eye area. Because of the shape of the eye um, or the expression in the eyes on the face? Maybe it, it might even just be to do with something because it, it seemed to have the same alertness that a, a human would, you know. But what got me is he, he stayed where he was. Look, and the age of the thing, it was I wouldn't have said it was old at all. I would have said it was either a juvenile or female. And to be honest, after reading everything, I've got, you know, you know what's haunted me? I've thought, because when I, I, I wasn't afraid once I'd stopped being frozen, I was able to think clearly and think what I was going to do next, you know, um, what my next move was going to be that I needed to leave but I needed to do it I needed to do it um, in a way that wasn't gonna get me into trouble and the thing is it actually wasn't scary to look at at all and I thought I've read the report since saying how you know one of those things can send the forest quiet or or it happens when there's one present can sometimes send the forest quiet so I've kind of thought to myself, that didn't seem scary enough to send the whole forest quiet. Is it possible that mum was nearby? And that's what would, you know, that's why the forest was quiet. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm sure that um, it would have heard my car turn up. I feel quite certain it would have heard my car. So I wasn't out of my car long before I came across it. So, With regards to everything going quiet, we're, I mean, we're not sure why that happens. It's certainly reported a lot. Mm. I don't know, oh, this is just me jogging off the top of my head, but I don't know if it's to do with the the being's presence itself or if it's, when that being does certain beha behaviours. Yeah. So, yeah. so there's a theory that they can produce infrasound, which is really low, really low frequency sound that you can't hear, but that your inner ear vibrates to and it can make you feel nauseous or frightened or feel dread. Or So if, if, if a being is emitting that infrasound, perhaps animals, birds all notice they can hear that sound as well. 
Uh, and okay. perhaps this is just a, this is a, a hypothesis. Um, the other thing that people often, well, people talk about, and I'm leaning more and more towards this, is that they are interdimensional travellers mm. and that they're not always yeah. here. And so that that sort of feeling of time stopping and everything's suddenly silent and could potentially have something to do with the, that interdimensional travel, the, the, yes. a, a portal opening or something something along those lines. That That's just actually, my, yeah. my guesses. Sorry, you go on. Look, I, I actually had that suggested to me. Yeah. I might have just crossed over into into his dimension just for a little bit and that's why yeah. it was all yeah that's why it was all just dead silent the way it was maybe so i just look i don't know i i don't have answers could you could you make out the skin on the face so it's had reddish reddish brown hair what color was the skin oh, look from memory it was a just slightly darker skin um probably probably a bit bit sort of on the tanned side whitish tanned with regards to the hair cover on the face was the whole face covered in hair or was there a a, a part of the face that was not covered in hair no the face was pretty well exposed okay it was yeah it was very well exposed it was like um, it had a full head of hair, obviously. And from what I remember, it was it, it, the hair went was sort of down the sides as well, and under the chin. Um, but the face was the face itself. It was it was um, yeah. You didn't have trouble seeing it. Maybe and maybe if it was a juvenile or it was a female, that might lend more credence to that too. If it's mm. not entirely covered in hair, yeah. So, you you're not sure about the the color of the skin. It's like then that's totally fine. Anything you don't know, you can't remember. It's totally fine. Uh, and I completely understand not remembering all the details of something that happened a, a long it's time ago. Yeah, yeah, it's a long time ago to be remembering <laughs> yep. details. So exactly. don't don't stress if you don't remember everything. Yeah. Did you notice a heavy brow ridge? Were the eyes kind of deep set and there were heavy brows or was it a less heavy appearance? Couldn't tell you, 100%. That's okay. To look at it, you could see that it wasn't human. I, You know, I've asked myself over the years, did that really happen? And then, you know, I've thought, well, very unlikely there'd be a guy sitting in a suit In the middle of the state forest. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) For what reason? All on his own. (laughs) Very unlikely. He just happened to be where you ended up. Yeah, Yeah. highly unlikely. Yeah. Um, What about the the build? Did you, was it a muscular being or was it slender or somewhere in between? Look, I would say it was somewhere in between. And that's another reason I think maybe perhaps it might have been a juvenile. Did you get the feeling that the shoulders were quite wide or were they, you know, how often people describe 
Yowies is having these massive shoulders. Was it a, a slimmer build than the, that that big, you I, know, look, three or four foot across the shoulder thing? It definitely was not three or four foot across the shoulders. Look, I don't think it would have been that much bigger than than what I am. I mean, I, I know it was only around about my height. How tall are you? I'm about six foot. Okay, so it's about six foot. Yeah, yeah, it's about my height. Did you notice? You said the nose was kind of flat, didn't you? I think from memory, yes, it was. It was yeah. a broader tight nose, a broad, flat nose, and the mouth you just you mentioned before was kind of ape-like. What about it was ape-like? Uh, you know how it. I think it protrudes a bit. Mm-hmm. The yeah. mouth area. Yeah. I would have said that definitely. Did you notice any lips? Gee, I think he had his mouth open. Ah. Just like, you know, how you and I might even just have your mouth open a little bit sometimes when you're breathing casually or something like that. Yeah. And it was just like that while he was looking around. Could mm. you see any teeth? I couldn't tell you now, to be honest. <laughs> That's and this okay. is a, this is why. Um, yeah, it's another reason I want to go and have some hypnotherapy done with this. That's I a, want all the details. Yeah, that's a great idea. If you do yeah. go and do that, um, I'd yeah. love to hear. I'd love yeah. to hear the details that you uncover. What about the jawline? Was it a, a, a protruding jaw or a, a, a small chin? Uh, I don't think it was a protruding jaw, but look, there was all hair from what I remember down there mm. in that area, not on the on the face itself or down around the chin area, sorry. But, yeah, there, it was hair under the chin and probably just, I don't know, above a little bit, um, just where it comes from the neck on the curve of the chin. I'm going off memory here too. So the face itself, all, all I remember is the face itself, that was exposed. But I don't think there was a protruding jaw, no. And what about the neck? The neck was covered in hair. Mm. Did it seem uh, like it had a long neck or a short neck or difficult to tell? Look, I would say because of its of the way it was sitting, it was probably a little bit more difficult to tell. Mm. Um, but it seemed to be looking around quite easily. And did the face move at all while you were looking at it? Like, did, did could you notice um, the brows furrowing together or um, any other maybe expression on the face? No, it would just. It didn't even seem to be bothered by me. That's the thing. It, it was just casually looking around the forest and it would just look over at me for a couple of seconds and then it would just keep looking around the forest um, while it was sitting down and then I wonder if it was looking out into the forest because mum was nearby. I, I don't know. Hard to say. But it didn't have a mean face or anything. Not at all. And it didn't leave. I did. <laughs> <laughs> that is so fascinating. It 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 does. I can understand why you 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 got the feeling that it was maybe young or female. Yeah. 
Absolutely. And maybe young, maybe both. Maybe it was a young female. Maybe, yeah. Um, the fact that it wasn't afraid of you at all is quite unusual. Yeah, behavior. it wasn't afraid at all. Yeah. So I had the feeling it was used to seeing humans, to be honest. Yeah, maybe but, it was. And then, you know, I'm haunted by that, you know, it, it just stayed where it was. I thought, I've since thought, you know, after finding out so much more this year, could mum have been nearby? If I'd hung around, could have I ended up being pulverised, you know? <laughs> <laughs> maybe. I'd, yeah, maybe. I, just, I don't know. <laughs> we, we generally find where there's one, there's another. And certainly if, if there was a juvenile, the parent wouldn't be too far away. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, wow. What a what, what a fan what a cool that's a really cool sighting because it's it's not too scary even though it's obviously haunted you and it stayed with you but it wasn't too scary and uh you got a good look at one of these amazing beings. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It's interesting you call it a being. Yeah. So I, don't think, that... I don't think they're animals. I think they're people. I think they're highly intelligent, evolved people. Uh, really? Yeah. Okay. I think they're Look, as intelligent as us, if not more. They certainly have other abilities that we don't have. Yeah. And I, yeah. I don't believe they're a primitive ape-like animal. Uh, I, okay. I used to, but now having done this research, now talking to witnesses like you uh, that I've been doing for the past well, close to three years now and and also talking to and listening to Original Australians and their law, and also and also listening to witness interviews and 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 researchers in other countries as well, particularly in the states and 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 Canada. There's there are other people doing very similar research to me, and I've I've gradually come to this conclusion that they are a people. So I call them a being. I used to call them a creature or. But I, I felt that that was sort of disrespectful, you know. Um, it yeah, didn't feel sure. right calling them a creature, even though I, the word slips out every now and then. But I, I've made a conscious effort to to call them a being because I think yeah, they are. The whole, you know, cowhide thing and oh yes, all of that. that's what I wanted to talk to you about too. 
that's what stopped me from telling my story for Why? so many years. Why is that? Well, it's only just recently I've found out that cattle, and particularly calves, can have a pretty nasty death when they're um, caught by a yowie. The stories of where their legs are ripped out of their sockets and mm -hmm. all that, yeah. that type of thing. So before then, until recently, I really had no idea if, if cattle was even in the diet. I had no idea. So but that kind of makes sense now. That's why I'm at peace with the whole thing a bit more. Yeah. Who's going to believe I saw a cow hide <laughs> that oh. kind of appeared to make a bit of a roof out of a out of a, a shelter that was put together out of branches. It makes sense. I believe you. Yeah. I believe you. Yeah. That, that doesn't. It's a fa it's a fascinating detail to me because it just illustrates yeah. their their intelligence and their desire for yes. shelter. Yeah. Which makes sense. And he, look, I don't know whether it was a tree that had been pushed down or what, but he was, the log was probably only about a foot high in diameter. And he was just sitting on that, and that was outside the shelter. Maybe so. mum or dad had gone off to find some food, and the little yeah. one was just waiting, waiting for lunch, <laughs> waiting for mum to bring home some lunch or something. That's what haunts me. <laughs> that haunts me. I just kind of think, you know, wow, if I'd, if that's the case and I'd been there for too long, I could have come to grief. I could have had some real problems there. Mm. Yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe. So I just don't know. But, yep. You'll never didn't know. didn't get up and run away. It stayed where it was <laughs> the whole time. So Yeah. <laughs> Did you yeah. could you see if the so the cowhide did it look like a freshly killed cowhide or was it well tanned or did it or is it too hard to tell? Well, I'm guessing it. Um, I look, there was no smell at all. That's another thing I wanted to say. There was no smell. I don't remember one any off smell at all. So I'm guessing maybe it had. That had been eaten out, and the owie didn't have a smell either. Well, that's probably a good thing, because we is it? Yeah. So the 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 smell, there is a theory that the smell is produced by an adult who is feeling threatened or aggressive. Because uh, silver silverback gorillas apparently do something similar. They have a scent gland, okay. and they can release this scent, a bit like a skunk, yep. can release a, a, a foul-smelling stench that makes you want to vomit and makes you want to run away, like get away, because it's so disgusting you you, you you need to get away from it. And mm. lots yep. of people report that smell, but, but not always. And yes. it sort of makes sense to me in this context that because it wasn't an aggressive encounter, a sighting at all, that, no. And this this little being obviously didn't wasn't threatened by you at all. No. So no, wasn't wasn't. Fe wasn't feeling threatened. Wasn't feeling aggressive. So hence no need for the the smell. Whether this that stench, like in the in the in gorillas, in my limited understanding of gorillas, it's only the the silverback, the male silverback that has that scent gland, or that that maybe they all have it, but it's the, the only one who produces that stench. 
So yeah. I don't know with the Yowie whether it's it's a male only behaviour or if male and female have that ability. I I don't know. Yes. Um, yep. But it sort of yeah. makes sense that it yeah. in the in your context that you didn't get that that horrible overpowering smell. How wow. far away was this this being from your from that little shelter? Oh golly. It was sitting on a log only two or three metres. The the log was running at right angles to the length of the the shelter. Like even then the shelter wouldn't have been as long as he would have been tall. So I really yeah, it would have only the log was just basically right next to the shelter, really. And so the shelter would have fit Sitting down, that being that you saw, would have fit in the shelter. Do you think one of the bigger ones would have fit there sitting down as well? No, no, not a chance. Right. No. So maybe it was a little shelter built for a baby or built for a juvenile. Yeah, possibly. Yep, possibly. Was it a hot day? You said it was overcast, but um, it was January, so was it a hot day? Yeah, it was in the middle of summer, but from what I remember, I wasn't sweltering, no. Right. It makes sense to me that, especially if mum or mum and dad need to go hunting and they don't want to bring Junior because Junior makes too much noise. Um, yes, yeah. That they want to leave Junior somewhere safe and out yep. of the weather. And I'm, I'm wondering too if he didn't, get up and move away because he was told to stay there, if that makes sense. <laughs> Maybe, and he may... was waiting for them to get back. Yes. I just, I, just, I don't know. Yes. I really don't know. That's a really good thought. I like that. Um, you don't, you, mo- don't was... you, you stay there and don't you move until we come back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he kept looking around at the forest and, you know, then over at me for a couple of seconds and it was, that was frequently going on. It didn't seem to be threatened by me, for sure. No mean face. But that's not to say, had I kept moving to, towards it intentionally, that may have changed. <laughs> Potentially, yeah. Yeah, but I wasn't going to do that. I was thinking about getting out of there. <laughs> Did the being make any vocalisations or any noise? None at all. Oh. Not a sound. And was... Was he or she doing anything with their hands? Um, I think they were just over the over the knees, sort of slouched a little forward, you know, with the, the knees sort of pointing upright and just the hands resting, the arms resting around sort of the knees, if that makes sense. Yep, yep, totally. Like you and I would yeah. sit... Um, the arms were sort of around the knees and I can't remember whether it was holding the hands together on the forward side of the knees. Can't remember that. But it would have been pretty close to something like that. And I wish I could remember the hands and everything, but I can't. And that's why I want to get the hypnotherapy done. I want all the finer details that I know that I saw. Yeah, (laughs) totally. Totally. I would be wanting the same thing. Yeah. Did you say... So were you in a in a good frame of mind 
at the time or you were you upset about something or you feeling great about something? No, I'd had a bit of a crisis, wanted to get away for a couple of days. So that's what I was doing. So when I got out of my car and um, had started to walk through the bush, I was kind of in my own world a little bit, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I suppose my mind was half elsewhere. So Mm. I really wasn't expecting to come across something unique, (laughs) if I can put it that way. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah. What, um, and you you had heard of Yowies before that encounter though, or that sighting? Look, I reckon, I didn't think I had, I'd heard of the Sasquatch and the Bigfoot, but I had done a trip up here once before years ago, before I moved up here. And there was um, someone who had uh, a shed and he called it the Yowie's Lair, but I didn't know what a Yowie was back then. (laughs) 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 So that's the only time I came across the word Yowie. As for the Sasquatch and the Bigfoot, I was was aware of them before I moved up to the Sunshine Coast. Yes, so I knew about them. And so when you you looked up, and you saw this yowie, what what went through your mind? Um, I think I just went blank because I know I froze. I was, <laughs> it's the one and only time in my life I know what someone's talking about when they say they froze because that's what happened to me. So I actually knew what I was looking at, but it still took my, I think your brain still goes through, you know, a time where it has to process, I suppose it's a bit of shock or something like that as well. Yeah, yeah, for sure so, there would be that going on. Yeah. Has has seeing this being changed your your spiritual outlook at all? No, I'm afraid I have very paranormal and spiritual encounters that go right back to childhood. Ah, so it it's it's just another another thing to add to to yes. things that have been happening to you. Ah, oh, John, we mm. might need to talk about all of that stuff too. Oh, really? <laughs> Paranormal style. <laughs> I'm so into, but for Yowie Central anyway. I do the the show covers anything. I I I say anything kooky or spooky, but um, I, I'm I'm so fascinated by the paranormal and by aliens and metaphysical mysteries and mysterious phenomena, and I, I'm I'm fascinated by all of it. So, um, oh, okay. So, oh, you'd probably like my stories from starting from when I was a child, because look, you know, I yeah, right back from as young as four years old that I can remember. So I had some pretty horrific things happen. Oh, really? Do you um, want to talk about them? You don't have to, but I'd love to, to hear them. I won't chat about that today. That's okay. Um, if that's okay, but of course. another time for sure, yeah. if you want to. Yeah, yeah, I'd yep. love to. I'd love to, to mm. hear those stories. That's totally fine. We don't need to talk about it now. So yeah. um, how do you feel now going out bushwalking or camping? Do you do those activities? Knowing what I've discovered along the course of this year, I don't know that I would go to some places on my own because it's kind of opened my eyes a little bit as to 
I don't think you're actually alone out there. <laughs> <laughs> but I I sort of live I know Mapleton National Park at the moment. There's a lot lot of that seems to be a lot of interest in that area at the mm, moment. Right. And yeah. that's only fifteen minutes from me. I'm actually tempted to go out for a walk tomorrow. <laughs> yes. Yes. Why not? Why not? Yeah. I always go well, I, when I go out, I set my intentions. And which means I talk to them and I tell them, I'm just coming for a walk. I'm not going to bother you. Um, I'm here out of respect. And if yes. you did happen to want to come and say hi, please do. <laughs> yep. Yep. But it's okay. I'm going to leave you alone and I don't want to hurt you. And um, <laughs> I, I, it sounds silly, but that's I do that now. And no, I know. I get it. I know. Yep. Um, we all do. All the, the Australian Yowie research team does that when we go out researching. I know Gary spends the first half an hour meditating out there and 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 Does putting he? out his putting out his good energy and explaining what 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 he's doing there and why he's there and that he doesn't mean any harm. All I can do is share what happened and people's belief or disbelief cannot change the fact of what happened that day. So that's it exactly makes no right. difference. That's exactly <laughs> right. And, you know, I've been listening to you tell this story thinking this is an amazing story. This, uh, this man is so genuine and what a, what a fan- remarkable story. Maybe my encounter may also be a bit unique because on site I found, look, where this happened, I had the tree structure there, which I didn't recognise as a tree structure at the time because it had the the roof on the top, the, the cowhide, and the Yowie present as well. Is that is that something unique? Or that is, is that been... very unique. I have never heard that before. That's yeah. why I'm excited about it. Well, one of the reasons why I'm excited about it is I have not heard that detail before and I love it. It, it makes total sense to me. I mean, it was either a Junjadi, like a little fella, yep. or a juvenile Yowie. Mm. And... Yep. Either of those possibilities, uh, I mean, they're, they're, they're both possible. But the fact that there was a little shelter there, a juvenile-sized shelter made of cowhide, that is really fascinating and it doesn't, it doesn't seem like an unreasonable thing to do if you, yeah. were, if you were living yeah. out in the bush and there's cows yeah. nearby. Why wouldn't you use an animal skin? Yeah, well, the cowhide was, it was either just draped over the top deliberately to make a roof or, but the actual structure was, I could see it was made of tree branches. Yeah. So, and that's, was, and that's really, really common. A lot of the time, I mean, you find the, the teepee like structures, you find kind of big nests of branches and trees that have all um, all been interwoven together. You, you find X markers and, um, Lots of different tree structures. Mm. Not all of them are shelters. Some of them are communication signs, I, I, I believe. But it, with a cowhide on it, that's definitely a shelter. Oh, it was. Yeah. I saw it as a shelter. Yeah. It was definitely a shelter. And how far How far off? So you went, were you walking on a trail or were you bush bashing after you got out of your car? No, I was bush bashing. Yeah, right. So that's yeah. that makes more sense to me as well like it, it it would be highly unlikely you would find something like that on a trail but if it's off a trail in the bush and n- n- not right on a, 
a path or a trail, then it makes sense. Yeah. And I had clear line of sight. There were no trees between me and him. Yes, which makes this even yeah. more remarkable. And the fact yeah. that the, the being just sat there and looked at you and then looked around at the forest and looked back at you and <laughs> didn't do yeah. anything, didn't run off, yeah. didn't... Yeah, no, he stayed where he was or she yeah. stayed where she was. She. It makes me... I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And did you say you thought you'd seen it on your way back to your car or when you got back to your car? Yeah, I remember feeling relieved when I got back to my car and there was some fairly thick foliage um, from where I'd come from. But I'm not 100% sure about this. I thought I could see it standing behind some foliage I'm not a hundred percent sure about that. Yeah. And when you when you left, so you're standing there twelve meters away, and then you turn and walk back to your car, did did you look back at the at this being at any stage or did you just keep walking? I actually walked backwards for the first several meters. Mm-hmm. I wasn't gonna turn my back yeah, on it. Good move. Yep. So when I felt I was safe enough away. I turned and I don't think I turned to look back until I'd gone, till I felt I was reasonably safe enough away. I I suppose I wasn't trying to draw attention to myself by looking back. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally, totally. And did, yep. did the, the being watch you as you walked away? I honestly can't remember that. I would have to. What I remember is it it was looking around the forest and then it would frequently look over at me. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's possible that it got up and followed you back to your car. That is possible. Yeah. Yeah, that is possible. But I can't be sure. Well, were there were there any other details that I might not have asked you about? Look, I can't think of any offhand. The big one for me was getting out of the car to start with and just having it was just dead quiet and not thinking anything of it, a, a reason for it, but it got my attention. But, you know, I didn't think it was... it. I didn't get a feeling of eeriness or anything, I don't think. It just got my attention and then I went, you know, I went for my walk. When you got back to the car and then drove away, did you call any friends or family and go, oh, my God, (laughs) something just happened? I did. I got together with two of my friends um, that evening. And I said, you're not going to believe what happened to me. And <laughs> <laughs> did they believe you? Um, they did. Oh, good. And I, said, and I said to them, if you tell anyone, I said, I will deny it. I actually <laughs> told them that. I said, if, if you tell anyone this, this has happened, I, I said, I will deny it. So don't tell anyone. So, yeah. Well, look, when I got back to my car, I actually stood at my car for for several minutes. I think again, trying to process just what happened <laughs> um, before I drove away. But I don't think I was there. Oh, and this was also in late morning. 
this was late morning. I reckon it must okay. have been 10, 30, 11 o'clock. So it was broad daylight. Right. But then why would he be hiding where there's no one else out there? Look, the other thing is I didn't even know that I was in Wongi State Forest. I thought I was somewhere I wasn't meant to be because of the track that I took off the highway. And it's only just in the last few months that I've discovered that where I was was actually Wongi State Forest. Yeah. And I can't pinpoint exactly where I was on a map by looking at it, but I'd be able to find the track again in off the highway. I'd have to see it from the highway. Maybe you if should. That makes sense. Yeah, maybe you should drive out there and see if you can find the the log. <laughs> <laughs> if you do, maybe take I a should. photo of it and send it to me so I can picture the the scene <laughs> in my mind. <laughs> I wonder what it's like sixteen years later, though. Mm, oh yeah, it's probably totally different now. Yep. Yeah. Well, we, there are. We have well, Australian Yowie Research have reports all around that area too. Um, Yowie reports. So it's it's. It's an area where there's there's definitely been Yowie activity. Yes, yes. Well, I had a um, someone else asked me just a couple of months ago. I wonder if there's been other sightings around Howard. And I said, oh, I said I'll, I'll have a look. So I got on the internet. Apparently, there's been seven or eight other sightings in and around Wongi State Forest. Yes. Um, yep. And I thought, far out. And that's actually when I discovered where I was, was Wongi State Forest. I said, this is where I was. This is called Wongi State Forest. But this is where I was in relation to Howard, because I remember there was a turnoff to go to Howard. And this track was somewhere on the other side of the highway to what Howard was. So I'd have to go out there to actually find where it was again. I think I'd be able to do that, actually. I think I'd know know how to get there once once I saw the spot again. I'd know where I was once I found the track because I was pretty much 20Ks on the nose when I got in there from the time I left the highway. Okay. And that fence to that property where the cattle were, were is also a marker. Yeah. So I think I'd I'd be right to find it again, probably... even sixteen years later. <laughs> yes, oh, go on, go out there again. I right, go and go and check it out. It might it might actually make you feel good to go out there, and oh, you might run into the same being, but grown up. Yeah. Actually, <laughs> do you want to hear another interesting encounter that yeah, one that's... of my friends had? Yeah, sure. Later, well, actually, he didn't have it personally. He went to do some work on the Tiwi Islands with a school up there. He was doing some work for the government, working with the, the Aboriginal kids. You know where Tiwi Islands is? Is, it that, that's up, loved, is that up, up, up in the Torres Strait? Yeah, it's up about 80 kilometres north of Darwin there somewhere. Yes, yep, yep. And that's the Tiwi Aborigines. Um, that's under their rule, under the orders of mm-hmm. that island. So he was up there doing some work and on he was telling me, this was years later after my encounter, he was one of the two friends that I shared this with and he said the kids, two, two lots of them went out on vehicles on a weekend 
not sure where they went. They went somewhere on the island. But he said they'd come back at the end of the day. And they were all talking about this thing that ran out from the bushes and grabbed onto one of the vehicles and shook it and then ran back into the bushes again. Only lasted a few seconds. He went and asked them about it. And they said, yeah, we got it on video. And he said, he said, sure enough, he said it was just a short little thing. Ran out of the bushes to one of the vehicles. The kids had their, their video cameras or their phone cameras going, gave it a shake, made a bit of a, a racket and then ran back in the bush again. That's interesting. That, I wonder if that video is still around. I don't know. It was a lot of years ago now. Maybe it was one of the little Junjadi. Yeah, sounds like it. Yeah. Well, look, thank you from the bottom of my heart for for reaching out and sharing that story with me. That's a a fantastic sighting. Look, I don't know, maybe another time I'll I'll go through through with you what happened to me as a a child and even up through the years. I I would know, it's petered off a lot now, but I still get the odd thing that, that happens to me and I would love that. I would love that. Yeah. And and you know it was really cool the the, the man I spoke to earlier this afternoon um, he mentioned and this is why it's so important that people like like you and like him and and that, that come forward because it gives the other people who've who are being haunted by these experiences and over over sometimes over years like you it gives yeah. people like you reassurance and courage to come forward and get it off your chest and to and to yeah. share it. So Look, it's not something that worries me now. I think they feed off fear. And after so many years, you can even often brush it off, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it depends on absolutely if we're talking spirits and, and attachments and negative entities, um, they yeah. certainly feed off fear. Oh, they do. Yeah. No doubt. Um, I wonder if it's part of the package, like if, you know, if you've had more spiritual type maybe experience or are open to it more that be more inclined to see a yaoi or something like that. I don't know if there's a connection there somehow or do you know? I certainly find that a lot, if not a majority of the people who've seen yaois also see ghosts and have orbs and UFO experiences and um, a lot, a lot of the time. It, yes. it, it, so much so that it doesn't surprise me at all. In fact, it's more surprising if they don't have spirit activity or UFO alien activity happening yeah. as well. Whether they're, they're sensitive to those energies or those frequencies, whether they're yeah. just open, mm. open to it, I, I don't know why it is, but it's certainly common enough to take notice of. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. 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 Which is... Sort of also why I guess I can't look at Yowie's in isolation. You have to look at the spirit world as well and you have to look at yeah. the, the whole big picture, not just Yowie's as a flesh and blood primitive, primitive missing link slash ape. Yeah. Um, mm. I think that's mm. that's you're missing the big picture if you only look at it like that. I've heard, you know, they may be interdimensional yeah, and that they can perhaps got cloaking abilities. Yes. Uh, we've got... I've only come become aware of all this in in the last few months. <laughs> I mean, 
there's so much more information out there now. There's a lot of information, yeah. And I talk to I talk to witnesses three or four days a week. Um, yep, this right. is my, my full-time thing. I, I interview for, for, for Australian Yowie Research and I do my show and all I'm wow. doing is talking to people like you and people often report very strange details that, and so much so that you kind of go, well, there's way more to this than just, a, just an animal. It's not just it. It can't possibly be just an animal if we're talking about a being that can disappear in front of your face, can just fade out and disappear. Yeah. That yeah. can mm-hmm. appear in the forest and disappear but make no noise. Um, exactly. That, that you can see the outline of, but you can see through it. They're translucent, like the Predator movie. Um, yes. Like yeah. we, we hear that fairly often as well. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I didn't know that. Mm. That is fascinating. Yeah. yeah. So once you start mm. hearing all of these supernatural elements to it and the fact that people shoot them no one seems to be able to kill them and bring them down thank you know I'd, i don't want that to happen at all i, I no. would be devastated if someone shot and killed one but their, their their abilities seem to be way more way more paranormal supernatural supernatural is probably a better word it, it, this is no missing link that we're talking about no way mm, yeah yeah wow and that was John with his absolutely remarkable Yowie sighting. The cowhide draped over the, the stick structure to create what appeared to be a shelter is the first time I've heard that detail before. But it makes so much sense to me because if you're an intelligent being and you have hands and opposable thumbs, why wouldn't you create a shelter using the materials at hand, including perhaps a cowhide from a nearby paddock? I I also found this sighting really unusual in that John felt the Yowie was both potentially female but also juvenile. And the vast majority of reports we get at Australian Yowie Research The witnesses usually say they felt that the being was male and usually adult, which kind of makes sense, you know, an an alpha male and possibly young adult males out looking for adventure would be more likely to be out and about showing themselves to humans than young females or really young yaoi's of either sex. I also found really fascinating the fact that John felt that the being he saw had human traits, particularly around the eyes and the level of alertness, that quality of alertness that was human-like. It just adds even more weight to the hypothesis that we're dealing with a highly intelligent people rather than a primitive hominid. And John, I'm sure you'll be listening to this at some stage. Thank you so much for sharing your story with me and with the Yowie Central listeners. Please get back in touch with me at some stage, if and when you've had that hypnotherapy regression session and you've you've remembered any further details of that astonishing sighting that you had. Remember, if you've seen a Yowie or you've experienced something strange and mysterious, I'd love to talk to you and the Yowie Central listeners would love to hear your story. 
You can get in touch with me via yaoicentral at gmail.com or via the Yowie Central Facebook group. You can also get in touch with me via Facebook Messenger or via Instagram or Twitter. That's all I've got for you this week, my friends. I'll get another show out to you as soon as I can. It might not be next week, but it will be in the next couple of weeks. I'm still not quite up to smashing a show out every week at this stage, but I'll get back into that weekly routine uh, in the early part of this year. So stay safe and I'll catch you next time. Out in the cold, out in the dark, something's lurking at the edge of the park. People be warned, people beware, there's a storm on the rise and it's covered in hair. Hear him cry, hear him howl, looking for someone to disembowel. Claws like a hook, eyes like coal, feet so big they're gonna crush your soul. They call him Sasquatch. Right out of your spine Hear and cry